0: blog talk radio hi i'm a helpful southern california honda
1: person and recently we've been doing random acts of helpfulness like helping disabled veterans with a big move replacing stolen softball gear and paying
0: for a class field trip and we can help you too with a great deal on a reliable award-winning honda like the accord a car and driver 10 best winner a record 33 times Click the dealer locator link to find a dealer near you and go to SoCalHondaDealers.com to suggest a random act of helpfulness for someone you know. Car and Driver, January 2019. Falling down the stairs and breaking your ankle doesn't sound good. But falling down the stairs and breaking your ankle with no health insurance sounds even worse. Life can change in an instant. Be covered when it does. At Covered California, we can help you get financial help to pay for your health plan. Covered California, it's more than just health care, it's life care. Visit CoveredCA.com today. Open enrollment ends January 31st.
2: Good and from the esteemed colleagues section, we are very excited about this topic we're going to talk about tonight. I hope, I hope, I hope that Antonia says something that is very useful and helpful to you.
3: Uh, I'm pretty sure she is because, you know, I guess my Vienna sausage casserole, you know, hasn't really been working for me lately.
2: No, that didn't
3: bring in a lot of business for you. I think no, it's not good for in the dating category. Uh, maybe that's what's been wrong You know what I'm saying But mm-hmm. uh, I thought that You know The uh, the chitlin jello man I thought that was an easy act You know But uh,
0: yeah. Anyway <laughs> this, It this might is, be I In guess, some parts
2: where, of Texas I don't know But uh, not where I come from
3: Oh uh, well I don't know See I got room for growth You know I, I know I'm, I got <laughs> issues Hmm
2: yeah, Antonio, me too. I guess between the this? two of us.
3: Hello.
1: Hello.
2: Antonia, hi. Welcome.
1: Yes, hi. Thank you.
2: We're glad to have you.
1: It's a pleasure um, being with you. Thank you for inviting me.
2: Well, thank you. We're going to ask you a lot of questions in a minute, but I would like to introduce you first to our audience, and uh, then we'll come right back. Perfect. And Antonio Hall is an award-winning author, a self improvement expert, a spiritual teacher, artist, and longtime blogger. She is committed to helping people bring more pleasure into their lives and is known as an inspirational catalyst for positive living. Her teachings and writings offer practical guidance on utilizing our inherent sexuality to enrich our everyday lives. Antonia has a passion for helping people live to their fullest. She graduated cum laude from Dominican University in Marin County, where she received a B.A. in psychology, and then she received her master's at the Institute of Transpersonal Psychology, which happens to be one of my favorite universities, actually. And while she is based in Beverly Hills, California, Antonia, is a worldwide traveler who has spent many years living abroad in the Netherlands, France, Mexico, and Costa Rica. She's also an artist and a nature enthusiast who devotes time to protecting the environment and promoting green living. Antonia, we are really happy to have you, and we do have a lot of questions, and uh, thank you for being with us.
1: Thank you. I'm
2: going I'm going to assume that Lamont is just dying to ask you a couple of questions because (laughs) he needs help in this area, and I'm hoping
0: that you're going to be
2: able to give him some really good advice.
3: I'm going to (laughs) apologize for this guy in advance, too.
2: (laughs) Look, Lamont, Antonia already called me today, and she said, is there anything out of bounds? And I said, no, she can talk about anything she wants, but she has to be very careful because you have very tender ears.
3: Oh wow, okay, I appreciate that. Antonio,
1: hi. Hi.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're going to talk about
2: sexual energy as a potent power source that we can all tap into. And honestly, I think that's a really great topic and and I do think it's true that we it is a powerful power source, but I'd like for you, if you don't mind, Antonia, to kind of begin this with sharing what you mean by that and what you where you want to take us on that subject.
1: Sexual energy as a power source has been something that has been utilized for thousands and thousands of years. Um, and this is in the Asian cultures, and it's starting to make its way to the States. We've hopefully all had experiences where – some kind of sexual exchange left us feeling really energized and really just joyful, and it carries over into every area of your life. It continues to stay with you because mm-hmm. it, is, it is that powerful, potent source that lies within all of us, and we can use tools to learn to cultivate it. So my book, The Ultimate Guide to a Multi-Orgasmic Life, offers tools to kind of cultivate that, learn to be multi-orgasmic. You can move that energy through the body. It's really an amazing skill to have.
2: Well, I'm interested in the multi-part of this, which is really kind of interesting. So could you say a little bit more what it means to have a multi-orgasmic life? How, How does that apply Sexually but in other areas I mean in actual sexual intercourse Or interaction But how does that apply in that area And the other areas of life
1: So being multi-orgasmic Means having a succession of orgasms One after the next And both men and women Are absolutely capable of being multi-orgasmic A lot of men don't know that And to live a multi-orgasmic life means that you're using those, those tools to move that energy through the body. Roll orgasms through. People can do that hands-off. You can roll orgasms through. Um, they've already shown this with science. They've hooked people up to MRIs and proven that people really can actually kind of think themselves off. But this is, these are tried-and-true methods that have been around for thousands of years. And once you learn how to do it, you'll have those skills for the rest of your life. So kind of tapping into that, it really, because sexual energy is creative and joyful and like this really awesome juicy energy that we can tap into, it ripples over into every area of your life. It enhances your relationship with other people. It enhances how you relate to the world. And that's what I mean by living a multi-orgosmic life. It's coming from okay. that higher plane of existence.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. So
3: it how, seems... you tap in, how do you tap into that? Let me just ask that question because it seems like a lot of people, after they have a release, um, I don't know if they feel energy, but I haven't heard they really feel energy. How does that really come?
1: Because, uh, right, there's, because for, there's a moment for of most re
3: recuperation or something? I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something there.
1: No, no, that's a great question. So you're actually going to learn to bring the orgasm. Orgasm and ejaculation are two different functions. Often we think of men as orgasming, ejaculating. It's all one thing. It's not. It's two different things. So when you learn to... Bring the orgasm up into your body, have a full body orgasm, not ejaculate. You can keep going. And you can continue that way and decide whether or not you want to ejaculate or not. And you just roll those orgasms through. And because you're not expelling that ejaculative, you are actually bringing that energy inside of you so that you don't feel that lull. You won't get that drop in energy.
3: Can I get a hypnotist to put this in my head?
1: (laughs) (laughs) The tools are really easy. Um, My book is sectioned out, so it's it's written like this is what you do for men, this is what you do for women, and it's it's really like A B C. You just do this, you do this, and you just people are learning it pretty quickly. You can use the tools. It's just that we haven't been taught how to do this. We've hardly tapped in to the potential of the body for pleasure. So I I really, a lot of people don't know these skills. They're not taught these skills. And I thought, how do people not know what their body's capable of? So that's why it was the focus of my grad work and this book.
0: Yeah, well, is this a yogic right.
2: yogi te- technique's?
1: They're tantric and Taoist techniques.
2: Tantric, okay.
1: Yeah, and um, definitely there's a yoga component because that's part of the sutras.
2: So we're talking tantra.
1: It is tantric based.
3: Okay. Okay, explain that because a lot of listeners don't know what that is exactly.
1: Sure, so there was a shift where um, a different religious system was coming into play about 5,000 years ago. And there were people that said, no, I don't believe that I have to follow this in order to reach enlightenment. I don't believe that I have to abstain. I believe that we can use the body as a tool for pleasure, for transformation, for transcendence, And they basically wrote the book on it. They wrote these sacred texts that are the tantric texts that taught people how to use breath work, how to use energy work, how to implement these different tools, knowing yourself, knowing your mind, because sexuality is such a mental function. So they wrote the book on all of it. And it was handed down person to person. It wasn't like something that was getting passed around. It was getting told Individual to individual, so it's kind of like these sacred secrets that we're now able to disclose, and everybody can have access to it. Go ahead, Lamont.
3: No, well, all right then I was,
0: just, I was
3: absorbing <laughs> I was absorbing all of that because it sounds like you know a lot of this is totally mental opposed to being physical
1: sexuality is a mental function you orgasm from your brain I mean it's really about your headspace and a lot of women have trouble orgasm because they're unable to relax and enjoy and get out of their head it can affect men and the way that they're relating to their body um You know, our headspace is a really, really important part of sexuality. And it can be the way that we've related with our ex, and it can get in the way because we're hurt and we haven't dealt with forgiveness work that needs to come into play. So we're not willing to embrace intimacy with someone new. Um, It can be a lot of things. It can be the messages that we're taught when we're brought up that sex is sinful, that our body is shameful. All of this gets in the way of being able to really enjoy the pleasure that can be derived from the body and connecting with another person.
3: Does your book uh, uh, speak on that issue, how to kick all those negative traits to the curb?
1: Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. Such an important part of it. I bring up the mental head space, how to look at the messages in your mind, knowing yourself, knowing your body, doing the forgiveness work with the past, because who needs to carry all that around with you? And like, we can enjoy life so much more when we let that stuff go. It only it becomes a hindrance otherwise, and we never really get to enjoy fully our capacity for pleasure and relating with other people. Well, yeah, how right. much...
2: How much of the um, multi-orgasmic experience has to do with your relationship to your partner?
1: I recommend that people go on a solo journey first to get to know your own headspace, what to be getting in the way, and really to learn your arousal cycles. Um, you You want to learn about that energy, really feeling how that energy starts to get Raise it, you can feel it as you know, as you're getting more and more aroused, and then learning to bring that up into your body, and you can have these incredible mind bending, full body orgasms, rolling it through and not ejaculate and keep rolling it through. It's such a powerful skill, and then when you have learned these and gotten through your own hindrances, whatever is getting in the way, whatever has, you know, from the past or whatever, then when you connect with your partner, able to bring it to such a deeper, most, like, incredibly fulfilling level.
2: Whether or not your partner has
1: experienced this? Whether or not your partner has experienced it. However, if both people are... um
0: Hello
3: Yeah I don't know what happened uh, I'm still here
2: We must have lost her It sounded like she disconnected I hope she's back Because
0: i got to <laughs> find out about the rest of this <laughs>
3: You just got to get out of your head That's what I'm finding out, man I got to get out of my head
2: I'm in my head Well, that's certainly an interesting idea Of um, She keeps using the word rolling Of rolling that energy Over
3: Hello, Antonio, you back
1: yeah, I am. Sorry about that. Yeah, you roll it through the body, and it, it you know, you can experience orgasms at different levels. If you've ever had kind of a more full body experience rather than it having it relegated to one part of your body, then you experience how it can roll up because the energy moves through channels, and the body has these channels, and it's wired for this. We are wired to have full body orgasms so you bring the energy it's at the base of the spine you bring it up through the back channel up the spine and then down the front and up the back channel so when you're having that orgasm and it's going up your back channel it's rolling up your body it's incredible
2: so is this related to kundalini
1: energy it is related to kundalini energy, and kundalini can actually awaken as you're doing these exercises.
2: So that's part of the
1: process. That's part of the process. It, it can be. Um, kundalini awakens at different times for different people. Uh-huh. I never recommend like trying to force that to happen. It's something that will happen if it's meant to happen
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you don't necessarily have to get have to have that experience to experience the pleasure of moving the sexual energy around your body.
2: Well, let me ask you this. I want to go back for something you said a moment ago, and that mm-hmm. was um what you call solo practice? Are you talking about masturbation as as part of your practice for developing your multi orgasmic life?
1: Yes, absolutely.
2: Okay. So yeah, you're Yeah, suggesting... it's one of the best
1: ways to get to know your body, and then you're able to connect with your partner at a different level if you know your body better
2: in terms of how an orgasm builds and the energy in your body and how you're feeling at any given moment?
1: Yes, and also for being able to teach your partner how you like to be touched and how you need things to be for you because we're all different and the way that we like to be touched and the way that we're stimulated varies from person to person so much that the more that you know your body, the the more you're going to be able to have that better uh-huh. experience with a partner.
3: And I'm pretty sure a lot of men wasn't taught that.
1: No, a lot of a lot of us men and women have not been taught that.
3: Well, I, I have a
2: couple of questions I want to ask you about that because I've had clients, men, who would say to me, uh, "When I'm in relationship with the person that I love and we're making love." He would say, I have difficulty having an orgasm. And often this is a person who does a lot of masturbation. And it seems that his body and his process of reaching orgasm would involve such uh, specific stimulation by his own body, by his own hands that when he entered in his own fantasy, which he would go into while he was doing that, that when he had to, Mm -hmm. in in essence, switch over to a real live woman, it was difficult. Um, And I'm curious about what you think about that.
1: That can stem from a myriad of different things. It can be a message that he received growing up about connecting with someone and that you, it it just depends it can really be a lot of different things um some people have become accustomed to having an outside source that stimulates them and mm-hmm. when they don't have that outside source it, it it the wiring is different when they're actually with someone so they're not able to get aroused in the same way
0: uh-huh
2: when you say so outside source you mean what do you mean
3: Maybe the partner it, a, don't stimulate
1: him. Yeah, it, it's a different stimulus,
2: different from the one that he might use when when he was by himself.
1: Right, right. Well, I always recommend well, that you you do this as a journey into yourself and try and just be present with your own body to get to know your arousal cycles and not mm-hmm. because if you're in a fantasy, if you're watching porn, if you're watching, if you're Um, looking at pictures and stuff like that, you're escaping from the moment. You're taking yourself out of that moment.
2: All right. Well, I I would assume, Now, I I can't remember if I've ever done research on this or not because I've read a lot of stuff about this, but I would assume that most people, men and women, but I will speak more for men, use uh, their imagination – Uh, and their fantasy to stimulate themselves sexually when they're masturbating. Mm -hmm. And so you're saying, I think I'm hearing you say something different.
1: You you want to become very hyper-aware of your own body and the Uh cycles as you move through them. So you have to bring a really deep level of awareness because I want you to get in touch with that sexual energy, and everything is energy. Uh, science has shown that we're all just mm-hmm. energetic, right? But sexual energy is different from the from the rest of the body. It's a more potent source, and okay. it has a different feel to it. And when you're getting aroused, that energy like gets amplified, and I want you to really feel it in your body. So that you can start to feel what it's like to bring it up into your body. Um, So what begins the arousal? Pardon?
2: What what is what is the beginning of the arousal process?
1: Um, If a person is by themselves. Right. So you're going to feel that energy. Um, You're going to feel as you're getting firmer. You can feel it physically in your genitals, and so Uh that. All of that is detailed in my book, and it teaches you okay. how to, to move through those cycles. And okay, start so to I'm learn. hearing you.
2: I, I apologize for interrupting.
1: Mm-hmm. I,
2: I'm hearing you say that pornography is not useful in this.
1: No, it's not. Anything that takes you away from the awareness of your energy is going to distract you from getting to know how to move that mm-hmm. energy through. And then once, right. once, once you know the process, You'll have these skills for life, but it's a matter of, like, being present for it while you're learning how to to move through it.
2: So what I'm imagining now is, is some of these men that I've worked with in the past, that the problem was not exactly the masturbation. It was that they were using very powerful images or pornography to generate their sexual arousal. And then when they get with their partner, it's not the same thing. And so you're talking about something very different from that you're talking about becoming a pure sexual energy in your body without it being right. connected to images of another person
1: right. right
2: okay well that's very different from from uh that's a kind of i wouldn't say totally unique but you're saying that there's a a there's a a tantric um this tantric guides for this or that you know, we're basically talking coming out of Hinduism, I guess, five thousand years ago, but
0: mm-hmm.
2: so this is something that's um sacred information that's been passed down about pure energy. It's not about fantasizing or imaging or things like that.
1: Right. Man, and I gotta... there's nothing yeah, that's that's exactly right. As you're learning, as you're learning once you okay. have the skills, then it becomes a different thing because you know your arousal cycles, you know what you need to do to, to cool the system down before you reach that point of no return, to bring the the energy through, roll it through, have the full body orgasm without ejaculating, mm-hmm. um, and then you're able to keep going. And so once you've kind of cultivated that skill, then you'll be able to re introduce whatever stimulus that you want and with a partner it completely so if you changes master, your game
2: if you master this skill that you're talking about and i imagine you've been mm-hmm. asked this question before why do you need a partner
1: because the power of moving energy with a partner is much greater than what you can do on your own And it's not that you can't derive the same pleasure, but moving that energy through together with someone else is incredibly powerful and it's incredibly pleasurable and it can allow for incredible amounts of healing and experiences of transcendence. It will take you into another place. It's like reaching this, very high vibrational level after doing meditation for years or something like okay. that, where you've
2: and that's hard to understand. But are, mm-hmm. are you actually saying I thought you said it and then I wasn't sure you're actually saying that you can reach levels with this practice with a partner that you cannot reach by yourself?
1: I think that where two or more are moving energy together, it's going to be more powerful than doing it alone. Okay, so that's a yes. Usually,
3: still, yes. Usually, I'm still stuck on one part, Antonio. Seems okay. like when a man when a man is masturbating, uh, right to the point where he's about to explode, and he tries to um, redirect this energy with um, his scrotum full. Don't doesn't? Isn't that a little pain in there or something?
1: Well, you're gonna. There's a point right before that. And that's part of why I recommend that you really bring awareness to the cycles because you'll start to learn that place where it's like, okay, I'm feeling, it's you know, you're getting closer, but you're not at that point of no return yet. So you can cool down the system, gnashing your teeth, will create saliva, which cools the system. There are a bunch of different techniques, and I recommend a bunch of different techniques for guys in in my book so that you can find what works best for you. Mm.
3: I had to ask that for you, Matthew.
2: Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'll gnash my teeth right now for listening to you talk. (laughs) It'll cool my energy down so I don't... So let me let me ask you this. So so you're saying, and what what role for for our audience who's who's not fully into all of these um, uh, some of this terminology? What role does intimacy play between two people, and where does love uh, function in this at all, if at all? There actually
1: a bunch of different recommendations on the intimacy level and how to connect with your partner, everything from the type of bed that you should use, the pillows that you want on your bed so that you can accommodate different positions. Putting a pillow Mm -hmm. under the woman is always a great way to kind of shift her and you'll actually reach angles that are much better for both of you. Um, It recommends the type of clothes that you should wear and recommends bathing together or separately in preparation. So there are actually a bunch of kind of the romance intimacy that are recommended Mm -hmm. in the Tantra text. Yeah.
0: All
3: right. What do you put the pillow at? You don't smother it, do
1: you? You do not smother your woman. You put it under her head. Tonya,
2: you get it? You have to be careful when you talk to Lamont about this. He's got some weird ideas.
3: (laughs) Well, I'm just trying to figure out. I just want to understand where you put the pillow. You put it under her stomach or you put it on her her back, on her buttocks. I mean, where do you place the pillow? It
1: depends on the position that she's in. If she is um, in more of a missionary position, you want it under her hips to elevate her hips. And put it under her buttocks, and then the angles that you're going to hit are going to hit her G spot and her A spot much more easily than if she is flat. If she's on her stomach, yes, you should put one under her lower belly. Again, you're just angling things to to help get those spots better and, and make it a more enjoyable experience.
2: So, since we're talking about positions, I have a question about that. Um, Mm -hmm. Antonia, I'm I'm assuming you're you're familiar with Osho The the guru Osho Sure, of course Okay, well he has this idea that uh, That the woman should mostly be on the top And that he thinks Americans, Westerners are kind of weird That they get into the missionary position Because he says in India They don't do that so much And that uh, it's better with the woman on the top So I'm wondering your opinion about that
1: There are a lot of tantric positions with the woman on top. I think that one of the wonderful things about tantra is that there's nothing is off limits as long as both people feel that it's respectful and are into it. Mm -hmm. So I I wouldn't say don't do something that you're enjoying. If you're both into it and enjoying it, there's nothing wrong with it. Find what works for you.
3: Y'all
1: nasty What did you say?
3: (laughs) I said y'all nasty Y'all nasty?
2: (laughs) Antonio, every once in a while He does not take his medication And he gets really (laughs) weird So I I apologize for his No (laughs) That's South Texas Was that West Texas? Uh, That must be West Texas
1: I don't know when we didn't was,
2: talk uh, we didn't talk that way in South Carolina when I was growing up. not like
0: that. okay but actually that's it's, part
1: funny of, it's actually part of why I found it so important to talk about sexuality because sexuality is inherent to all of us, and there's nothing nasty or dirty or wrong or shameful about sexuality. It's part of who we are as human beings, and it's really important to embrace that part of ourselves because if we have messages that something is wrong with it, it creates this imbalance, this this discord within ourselves, and we're not able to enjoy our bodies, which is part of our inherent right.
2: Well, I agree with you, and I think that... Uh... Western culture, in particular, was infused with that kind of negative attitude from the very mm-hmm. beginning of when, you know, all the white people came came over here from uh, England and, and mm-hmm. you know like that and brought that puritanical attitude of right uh, you know you know bodies and and the eastern concept that and I'm. Out of the tradition you're talking about really thinks of the of the body as is our best spiritual uh asset, and that it is it has that kind of connotation and it's totally different from the way most westerners grew up thinking whether mm-hmm. they were Christian or Jewish or whatever they were um, mm-hmm. mostly christian and so we yeah we do have this attitude of physicality and sensuality and pleasure related to the body is somehow um, sinful from a from a mm-hmm. christian perspective and to think right. about it or to be with it and so it's it's lovely to to hear somebody talk about it from a from a what we would call i guess a kind of a non polluted non puritanically polluted per- t- i can't talk tonight and, oh, how
3: in, and how it ties in, and how it ties in with the spirituality.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're sacred vessels, and pleasure is actually an immense gateway to transcendence. And why not tap into the potential of the body? We're wired for it it's i really believe it's part of our right as a human being to express ourselves sexually and enjoy our bodies and not have all this shame around it mhm
2: and and i think that uh, because of the very negative attitudes that we've all grown up with uh, probably Lamont and i more than you but um where did you
3: grow up
1: well i spent some of my formative years in amsterdam in the Netherlands So I think that helps me To have a different perspective On sexuality But I've always been intrigued with sexuality and But, but I'm you from have Northern... a,
2: you've got a bit of a You have a bit of a valley girl action On there so I mean You spent some time oh, have in California I? That's
1: hilarious. <laughs> I, I'm in Southern California And I'm from Northern California
2: So did you grow up with any kind of Religious influence in your family Growing up
1: my mom introduced me to all of the religions at some point. She took me from one temple to the next and um we had kind of a Christian y background, but not really You
2: well, That's know, unusual. I, that's that's good. You got that's an unusual mother.
1: Mhm. It was more of a spiritual rather than religious upbringing.
2: Okay. Yeah. So that opens you up to the other possibilities.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Absolutely That's why you have such a Wide understanding Of things because of those exposures
1: Mhm. Yeah so I so fortunate
2: that, I know we've been talking About men since there's two of us here Asking all the questions but mm-hmm. What would you like for women to hear From this conversation about their sexual Energy and um, I don't want To leave them out of the conversation
1: Yeah good Women um women are wired for so much pleasure and um the ability to roll orgasms through you know we have the clitoris which is solely for pleasure that's its only purpose it has 8000 nerve endings which is twice as many as the penis so we are wired for this incredible pleasure we can I'm feeling orgasm. deprived
2: already I asked one question about women and I said deprived <laughs> and inadequate. That's
3: what you get
1: Good
2: What the hell I'm sorry uh, I'm just stuck at 8,000 Keep going please
1: <laughs> Well now that we're starting to learn more about the clitoris It's pretty amazing Because it's much bigger than people knew And um, It it really wraps around the whole vagina, So, people, like That encourages these explorations for women as well. Get to know your body, um, really explore and play and experience how you can have one orgasm after the next because it's like putting us on a charger, you know. It can really fuel you. And that energy is so creative, it will leave everything else that you're doing in life at this whole other level because you you feel fueled, you feel charged up, you're in the zone when you move mm-hmm. that energy through you.
2: So that's an interesting concept that you just said and I wonder how many of our women listeners are aware of it, but you talked about the clitoris around the vagina?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it has lovely curve that that moves around the vagina and there there is some who posit that the G-spot is just part of the clitoris because it extends.
0: Okay. So
1: we're still learning about the female body, and there's still a lot of questions around it. So you're saying the
2: G-spot a... is inside, but the vagina may have some connectedness to it?
1: Well, the the clitoris wraps around inside the vagina, so it, it goes...
2: Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So... The the potential that the G-spot is part of that system and part of that clitoral stimulation and those nerves, there is that potential. Um, Clitoris is very, there's different sizes and different shapes and so it can vary from woman to woman. That's again part of why exploring is so very important to get to know your own body.
3: How large can they grow?
1: Um, I can't tell you offhand the exact centimeters because I can't remember, but those numbers just are starting to come out at a different level because they're doing um, new studies on it. The, the There's this beautiful French version that's a 3D version of the Keturus that just came out um, that helps people understand, like, how it's shaped and, how much it's much bigger than they had originally thought because you think of it as just being the glands, which is that tip, but that's actually the tip of the iceberg. Hmm. Well, that's
2: okay. an interesting concept. That's really interesting. So you're suggesting that a woman do exactly the same thing you were talking about for men, is to explore her body sexually, her sexual energy, focus on it not allowing herself to go into images of fantasies, but to pay really focused attention on the energy itself and how it moves around her body and builds and moves towards orgasm.
1: Yes. And then both men and women should start doing their PC muscle exercises. The (coughs) pubococcygeus, men have one and and women have one. And when you start to strengthen that muscle, it's going to give you better control if you're a man, and it's going to give you much stronger orgasms if you're a woman and It also helps to push that energy so when you want to move that energy around, you can squeeze and release, squeeze and release, so you're feeling that energy and you're helping to kind of pump it up through the spine and you can also how do you exercise force.
2: that how do you exercise it?
1: Um, it, the, it's much easier to explain for a female than a male. It's all in my book, The Ultimate Guide to a Multiorgasmic Life. It details exactly how to strengthen those muscles, and I I have multiple exercises in there so you can do more so it's advanced. Exercises for, a, oh, for me to explain, yeah. Um, but it, it's it, when you're peeing, if you stop your the the flow of urine. Uh-huh. That muscle that you just squeeze to stop the flow of urine, that's the PC muscle. That's the pubococcygeus okay. right. muscle. So, so that's, that's the one, either know, either
2: male or female, when they're urinating to stop that process, you have to use that muscle? Right. Oh.
1: And so when you squeeze and you stop the flow, that's the muscle. That's the one that you want to be strengthening. Okay. And it makes a huge difference if you're not going to do anything else Start doing that; it makes such a big difference.
3: That's good to know.
1: Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. We're
3: definitely going to encourage our listeners to go out and uh, get your book because it sounds like you have a wealth of good, good things in there that can improve um, a lot of relationships in a number of ways.
1: Absolutely, and I have I have chapters in the back of how to relate. To to your partner and how to find greater intimacy, how to ask for what you want in bed. Um, So I have a bunch of suggestions for couples at the back of the book. And it's sectioned out really easily so you can flip around. You don't have to read it cover to cover. You can find the information that you feel is most pertinent for you and use it that way. And there's also an audio version so you can have me Read the book to you,
0: oh
2: interesting that's interesting so um do you go around and do do you go around the country and do workshops or do you how do you how do you uh spread this information other than talking to us?
1: I am writing for a lot of magazines right now, and I'm working on a video series as my book so that people can. View the videos, so you can find my website, AntoniaHall.com, and follow me on social media and keep up and with articles that I'm writing and mm-hmm. um, more information as it becomes available.
2: Okay. So, do you do you work with people uh, individually, like Facetime, Skype, phone, or things like that, or do people come to you and and uh, other than reading the book? Is there access to you in some other way?
1: I have worked one-on-one with people. I have done that.
2: I'm not hearing you say that that's – it sounds like to me you're really focused on teaching and spreading the word about the book right now, and I don't I don't want to mislead the people that, I, you know uh, – for instance, if someone goes to your website, are they going to see a way to talk to you personally or not?
1: You would have to follow me on social media. I'm on all the social media platforms.
2: All right. Um, I see. Okay.
1: Very easy to find me.
2: (laughs) So did you have a tantric teacher?
1: I have had various tantric teachers, and I've been doing tantric work for the past, 10 plus years, I found that it just was so transformative and I didn't understand why we're not taught how much pleasure we're capable of. Because once you start rolling those orgasms through and learning these skills, it is mind-blowing how much pleasure the body is wired for. And it was like, how do people not know this? How do we not are, how are we not taught this?
2: Well, the Christian Church kind of saw to that, but right. uh, let me ask you, could you, we don't have a lot of time, but I wanted we didn't mm-hmm. ask you specifically to talk about full body orgasm, so uh, I just wanted you to share a little bit about that for a moment.
1: So when you use the pubococcygeus muscle, you move that energy through the body, you bring your orgasm up into your body it will roll through and you will experience full-body orgasms. And it varies like any orgasm. Orgasm is a release of energy, so it can vary in how it feels, but it's immensely pleasurable and an incredible skill to have. So you can do, um, like, breath work and pelvic work. Pelvic bouncing is one of my favorites. You can roll orgasms through hands off. I think it's the most perfect way ever to start the day, and it just charges you up. You don't have that lull of having orgasms and then your energy is depleted. It fuels you because you're keeping it within your body.
2: I understand. That that makes sense to me, that Mm -hmm. that once once you allow that explosion to occur to, in a sense, almost externalize itself, then the energy is gone, right?
1: Right. And you, you have deplete to your wait energy. for
2: replenishment.
1: Right. And, it, and the Eastern philosophy has for thousands of years spoken on the importance of men learning how to not ejaculate every time so that they can keep that energy source for themselves and not get themselves yeah. depleted.
2: Well, that's an interesting point because a lot of men, at least in our culture, have this attitude that if they don't have orgasm, somehow they're cheated.
1: If they don't ejaculate, and if they don't ejaculate, they don't, most, but they most, have
2: them connected in their minds, is what I'm saying. Right, so ejaculation and orgasm would be one one function, and right. if they don't have that. They're cheated.
1: Right, it's a huge distinction. It's really an important one, and it will yeah. empower you immensely. Mm-hmm.
3: Right.
2: So, so so I think a lot of men feel that if you don't uh, ejaculate, there's something wrong with them.
1: Right, because if that's what you've experienced. But it's funny, Kinsey actually, when he was doing his studies on younger men, he found that most very young, like teenage, were multi-orgasmic. And it's almost a skill that's unlearned.
3: Yeah. I can
2: believe that. I could believe Mm -hmm. that, certainly.
3: So being multi-orgasmic is not the same thing as having multiple ejaculations?
1: No, it's not. You're actually going to not ejaculate. You're going to keep it inside. You're going to roll your full body orgasm through, and then you can keep going.
2: So it's a form of uh, raising one's energy and containing it in a conscious way so that it expands out through the body. And then you just, well, we're talking about what, how long are we talking to have have sex now? Hour and a half, two days.
1: Oh, hours, yes. It it, it puts you in control, though. It's not that you have to have hours of sex, but you'll Uh be able to. So, like, it, 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 I call it like becoming a sexual superhero because it's a powerful skill to have, and not a lot of men have cultivated this. So, once you've trained yourself how to do it, you'll you'll have these skills, and you'll you know, <laughs> it's a whole nother level.
0: And that I makes
3: I that, that got me with this big question because I guess one of the questions are can we realistically find the time to to do that? And I know a lot of men in America they're on survival mode, so mm-hmm. the question is how do they shut off? You know the pressures of everyday things, everyday living. How do they just turn that off and totally get into your practices?
1: Everything is a choice, and when you choose to make taking care of yourself and enjoying more pleasure in your life a priority, it's easy to do. My book is broken up really, really simply. It's a couple of pages and an exercise, and a couple of pages and an exercise because I knew people were really, really busy, so it's very easy to implement and just even implementing some of the breath work will give you more energy. You're going to feel more fueled up when you use these tools. So you're going to find that you have more energy to draw from.
3: Okay. Hey, Thank you, guys. I think we have another caller. 347,
0: you're on. Yeah, hi. You're all making my, hair, my head stand up.
3: I don't.
2: Hi <laughs> there.
0: Hi there, Lamont. Matthew. How are you doing? Hi, my, is this okay for somebody my age of 76? Because I know a lot of seniors who would like to try this, but they're afraid they won't live through it. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: It's a wonderful tool to use uh, when you're older because it helps to get the blood flow going, it helps to stimulate that energy again.
0: <laughs> and it's
1: it's actually a wonderful tool to use.
0: It should be a lot of fun. <laughs> if not, no, it's not else It's a know. lot of fun. It would be funny, you know. You know, I'll teach for out. My hair stands up. You know, everything's gonna We're going to <laughs> happen. Anyway, thanks for the thought. Bye-bye, everybody.
3: All right, Joe. Thanks
0: for coming.
2: Bye. <laughs> I bet she's going to go get that book right now.
1: <laughs> she's adorable. Really she's one cute. of my
2: favorite people. I love her. She's tw- she's a trip. And I bet she's gonna get that book and then she's gonna send me emails all week long. She might send me. She's gonna leave me
0: messages.
3: She's gonna me messages. She's gonna say, Doc, did you
2: do this yet? She's funny. I know. I'm gonna hear about this for weeks now. <laughs>
3: As long as that's all she
2: does is send you emails. That's all she does. She's she's a nice person, but she's got a great sense of humor, I'll tell you. She leaves Mm -hmm. me some funny messages. But she is 75, and I bet she's going to get that book and try some of this. So we'll find out. We'll find out. Definitely (laughs) I'll hear from it. If I do, I'll let you guys know.
1: (laughs) I love hearing from people. I get wonderful messages of that things are just people feel really transformed, empowered, and it's a beautiful thing. I love hearing from people.
3: So, well, uh, I Matthew, you can't disappear in the bathroom for hours because I'm gonna tell everybody what you are and what you're doing.
2: <laughs> what did I? I just signed up for abuse on a regular basis on <laughs> Sunday afternoons. I don't know what's wrong. I need to talk to somebody about this.
3: Antonia, please tell all our listeners where they can go get your book and how they can get in contact with you and all that good stuff.
1: For listeners, you can find The Ultimate Guide to a Multi-Orgasmic Life on Amazon. You can find the Audible version. Um, if you Google it, you'll find it. It's, it's out there easily. And you can find me at AntoniaHall.com. Which will give you links to Twitter and Facebook and all of that.
3: And your That's your great. um your audio book, Antonio, it, it uh breaks all the little different steps down.
1: It does. Yeah. And I walk you through it. I read the book myself, so you'll hear it in my own voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's great.
2: That's great. Don't listen to it in the car when you're driving. You pray.
0: <laughs> you better oh, pull over you, to the hey, side. Look,
3: look I, I won't And if I do, I'll make sure I keep both hands on the wheel <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, she did say you could do this in your mind And you could have an orgasm, as
3: possible Right. Yeah,
1: totally possible mm-hmm.
3: Yeah <laughs> Uh, that sounds like doing some mental kung fu stuff, you know. So that's definitely going to require some training.
2: Yeah, Antonia, it's been a joy to have you. I thought you shared a lot of really useful information, and I'm sure that there are a lot of people listening to this, including Lamont, is going to really, really use this productively. And I uh, oh, looking absolutely. forward to taking it's, a look at your it's,
3: book. It's
2: recorded. Wonderful. So I'm gonna play
3: it. Over and over again, and Tony myself.
2: <laughs> right.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Well,
2: thank thank you for being with us.
3: Definitely, we definitely enjoyed it. Well, the show will be available for those who joined us a little late. Um, you could go to blogtalkradio.com dot com forward slash playa, or if you want to. Get it through iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be available there as well. And also worldmovement.com. You can go get it there if you miss any portion of the show. And all fellas out there, you really need to listen to this. You know what I'm saying? That's what I think. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think, I'm about listening.
0: You?
2: I'm listening already.
3: Oh, shoot. I don't know. Just, just don't get lost long periods of time. That's what I know. But uh, but that was interesting though. I mean, we found out that about was that good. exercise because I was trying to figure out. You know, I hear you know women always talk about different exercises, but we don't really hear men or the information that she made available. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. To us to you know learn that, but that was exactly good 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 things there.
2: Yes. So I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.
3: I shall. And uh, we'll be back next week.
2: Yes, we will. Same
3: time, Matthew and Mm -hmm. myself. And uh, I don't know who we have scheduled right now. Do you know who we have next week, Matt?
2: was that, the 29th? Yes. Yes. Wait, I do know who that is. Wait. We had him on just the other day because he's coming back. Who was it? Um. Mitchell, is social, Mitchell coming back?
3: Is that, is that social that networking specialist?
2: Yeah, it might be Mitchell Levy.
3: Okay, that would, that would be a great show, y'all. Come back next yeah. week. Check out Mitchell Levy, social networking. We'll
2: ask him about social Special. networking and multiple orgasming. So that should be interesting.
3: <laughs> no, we're going to talk about marketing and branding, man. <laughs> 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 He's silly. <laughs>
0: Uh
3: I you were know, trying today.
2: we will see you later by
3: next week 2:30 everybody. Bye bye you
0: 25% on select multi-day tickets. And with more savings, you get more excitement, more joy, and more magic. There's no better time to get more happy. Visit Disneyland.com SoCal or click on the banner for details. Savings based on non-discounted price for the same ticket. Valid for residents and select SoCal zip codes with valid ID. Tickets expire May 24th, 2018. Restrictions apply. Now's the time to get more happy because the SoCal resident ticket is back at this Disneyland resort. Save up to 25% on select multi-day tickets. And with more saving, you get more excitement, more joy, and more magic.